This is Malcolm White. I love it. You love it. You're listening to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. The Elijah Bailey Show is a podcast that is sponsored by Blacken Studios, Oklahoma's premier podcast production studio. To start your podcast journey today, visit them at www.blackenstudios.com or send them an email to podcast at blackenstudios.com. If you enjoy all their podcasts, including this one, then follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Blacken Studios. Remember, it's Blacken. The Elijah Bailey Show is also sponsored by... Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah 5000. Today, I've got a special offer for you. If you like wearing badass shirts, original themes from pop culture, comic book, and anime culture from original artists, then use our promo code at checkout at www.riptapparel.com. Promo code Elijah Bailey Show gives you a 10% discount, so you're paying less than anyone else. Make sure to go get your shirt, look cool as hell, and stay ripped. And three... Two, one. We are here back yet again. <laughs> not one, <laughs> not two, but thrice times. I never ever mm. seen this show act this way before. But no, uh, and that's my fault. The reason why we had the bloopers. No, don't no, take, motherfucker. Let me, okay. let me tell me okay. on this shit. Sorry. Uh, so yesterday, I, I, I had felt like I was cleaning, and I mounted a new light somewhere. So I decided to completely blow out the computer. So I took it out, air compressed it out. Put it back up, but I forgot every time you reconnect the audio device, uh, it, everything falls to default. So yeah. I had to—I forgot to go back in there and finish okay. all those settings. It's okay. So, bam! So welcome. Y'all welcome. Let me tell you a tale. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's start it off right. We did a three, two, one. Now, this is the Elijah Bailey Show. And this show, I know it says it's 113 episodes, like today is the 113th episode, but... In all reality, back in the old days when people wore sandals and that was like the the LeBrons back in the day and they were walking in the sand, walking and they and you had kids that you had to keep and you had to just tolerate that shit. There's so much angst and, and hatred and, and just chaos going on in the world and then two little black babies were born. Pick a boo. Mm. Down the Nile. Boop. Mm. There's a frog on one's head. And he vowed to wear a do-rag from that day on, which <laughs> you guys know, Elijah 5000. Uh, the man who was born with the full beard, chest hair, good chest hair, not the one that looked like taco meat. It was real oh, good. No, it was it's, real it's, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Real fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. The living prophet. People fine. praised him. But the other, the other baby laid in the crate, in his cradle, going down the river on an alligator's back. Wasn't even really in the water, just on the alligator's back, just dry as a motherfucker. And... It was weird because all of his hair grew in in the middle, and so they named it a mohawk, and they looked at his back, and he had one wing on that damn deal, and they said, birds got two, angels got two, he must have fallen. He must have fallen and reverted <laughs> back to a baby, and that is this man right here, Richard the Buckety Tapper. Dude, those one pictures you posted was pretty badass. Uh, oh. Two black figures. That's the the, uh, the like, uh, Osiris-type deal, mm -hmm. did you? that shit yeah, was cool. Uh, that was pretty dope. That was pretty yeah. dope. I need but to, yes, we are here. need to see if somebody put our face on those. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we're here. We're here. Okay. Tuesday. Episode 
Tuesday. Normally Sunday, but we had stuff we had to do, so Tuesday. Yeah, and for you guys that are listening right now on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, we do the show live on Sundays when we record. This is a rare occasion where we're recording on Tuesday, so you can follow us and watch the stream on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. For the people out on Twitch, thank you for commenting, uh, letting us know about the audio on your end, but we're here every Sunday like clockwork unless it's Tuesday which a Tuesday comes around every every now and then. Like, this is one of those blessed Tuesdays. So we had some things go on Sunday, had to rearrange the schedule. Uh, make sure to check my feed. I always post if a show is going to move or what the time is going to be. Uh, but we are here. We know um, a couple of you guys needed to needed that Dragon Ball Super 126 fix. I needed it. Oh. I've been waiting to, re, re, to re-rosh this episode to see a certain part. So. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm so, excited for it. It's going to be good. Everything is up here. As you can see, Twitch, we have the screen up. We'll go over our social media links where you so guys wait. can find us Before I forget, later in the show. Mm-hmm. I have a gift for you, sir. Oh. I have a gift in this what? pretty white box. Get your hands away. Okay. Get your hands away, I feel like you're a cop right now. I just I want to put my hands down. Put your hands on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, shout out to Mr. Brett Fisher from work. Mm. Uh, he actually hooked us up mm-hmm. with a keychain. Uh-oh. And I'm going to I'm I'm just unveiling it for you, and I'm going to send it by the yeah. camera first. Put it, put it up there so they can see that. Let them see. Look at it. That looks beautiful. It's glistening in the light. You know what? It reminds me of episode 14 of uh, Oh shit! Is it like shining? That is crazy. That is nice. And who is that lovely character? That is Goku. That's Goku. It's Goku. Bam! Thank you, sir. Turn to Super Saiyan, or is this Super Saiyan God Blue? It's all of the above. It's all of the above, except it's for Super Saiyan Blue. You ain't even seen before. Mm. Yeah, so shout out to Brett Fisher. Appreciate did, it. Did he make this himself? Yeah, he made it out his um his locks actually. Oh, okay. So he yeah, cut his locks. He I guess it took a while for them to cure to glass. Oh, nice. Or okay. crystallize, I guess, and he threw a light in there. It would it would have been you know faster if you put them over fire. Because I see you put them in fire and it makes I, like a little. I honestly think he buried them in oh. Lake Hefner and then stuck okay. some metal rods in them, let the lightning hit them, oh, okay. and which formed the crystal. And then I think he chiseled everything else out. Thank you. Thank you, Britt. And you know mm-hmm. what? You mentioned lightning. We're going to talk about another black man that's got Ooh. some lightning uh, in today's show. But let's not keep the people at home waiting any longer. Mm. Don't wait no longer. This is episode 113. Of the Elijah Bailey Show. We got some shit to go over with you. Marvel movies, DC television, Dragon Ball Super 126, and some other shit. So with that being said, the Elijah Bailey Show will start right now. said nigga you all right <laughs> say yeah my stomach is bubbling i think i need some of that government cheese mac and cheese get that grease <laughs> uh, yeah. i wanted to change it up just a little bit but uh man thank you guys for tuning in yet again this is the elijah bailey show i'm elijah 5000 one with the back to the camera. I'm the freezer you're of the, this episode. You're a jackass. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm doing some things. I'm controlling some things. And and next to you, the, the man that presented the gift is the one, the only, the Buck T. Buck, 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 
but, 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 but. And today's show is over. Thank you, folks. No. Have a good day. Uh, thank you. Have a great day. And go play some more Monster Hunter. Now, oof. oof. We, next week's episode oof. is going to be about Monster Hunter World. Just oof. giving you guys a fucking heads up. Yeah. Now, oh. <laughs> the first thing. Oh. Now, goodness gracious. It's funny that you talk about Monster Hunter World because I've been trying to stream and get on there as often as fucking possible, which you can find on this channel. Uh, we I, Any day after Sunday or after we finish our recording, I play rerun so you guys can watch. That's about 14 hours between the podcast and actual gameplay from The Witcher 3 to Monster Hunter World where they hear us talk. They hear me just talk about random shit, uh, and it seems that people enjoy it. I had a conversation uh, that had over a hundred and something comments. Just wow. bam, back and forth, just kicking it back and forth. So it was fun. But the first thing that I want to talk about today is the Super Bowl, which it, we would have talked about it on Sunday. It would have been right before it happened. Uh, and everybody, like, who did you have going into the Super Bowl? It was the the Eagles uh, versus the Patriots. Who are you rooting for? Uh, I, the Bears weren't there, mm. so I wasn't rooting the for Bears. neither one. Okay. Um, a piece of me was low key, kind of just and called me hating, salty, no, just, whatever. Because I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. Let me own it because a lot shit. of people feel a certain way about LeBron James. Okay, feel like you know, oh, he's 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 too good, or you know, he's a baby or whatever. And I find myself feeling that certain way about Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, you, you saw the documentary, right? Mm. Like he, the only reason he has keeps having kids is because when he kisses his kid on the mouth, he sucks some of their youth out, and that's why. Because he shouldn't be playing like he's of a younger age, but he does. But he does. He does. And in all in all due respect, boy is bad as motherfucker. Yeah, I mean he he's he's the truth, and he's gonna go down in the books as a legend. Oh yeah. Um, but I did not want him to win. I was glad that the Eagles did pull off a good. The- <laughs> they, they did. Battle. They did. They did what they were supposed to. I think my favorite part uh, was after the game. Kevin Hart, which you, <laughs> you, Kevin Hart, has been getting so much shit, but he continues to persevere. He's like Oprah in this moment. Kevin's one of those people, and he said it when he got caught up with his wife in that whole situation. Um, he prefers to talk about it for everybody else can't talk about it. Hmm. So you know, any pictures that he's finding, he's posting them on Instagram. Uh, talking trash about himself on there, and you know that just you know just I'm, like I'm a work if, it out. If, first. if everybody's roasting you, you might as well roast yourself for one feel as bad. And then people are like, oh well, he likes it, so he got to go to something else. Now. Exactly. So, but he he got a little bit too tipsy. Uh, ran he down. got a lot of two tips. Do, do you want to tell it? Do you want to tell what? So they're presenting the Lombardi Trophy, <laughs> about to go on stage. Present it to the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, and Kevin Hart is trying to walk up there with them. You know, they already yeah. gave him the special privileges because you know it's it's celebrity Kevin Hart. Yeah. So they allowed him on the floor. But for you to think you can go up there to, to hang out with the CEO hey, or what, the, the 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 owner? What did Mark Come used to on, do? Oh man. <laughs> They just pump pump the brakes right in the yeah, face. Yeah, he had to pump the brakes. Uh, it was funny. Just you know, he's getting shoved around. You can and see people were like Kevin. You know, Kevin's so animated too. So it was just funny seeing him trying to get up there and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So then after that, uh, he was. Uh, it, it continued more because mm. after that he was. Uh, it's Kevin. He was uh, doing a live uh, on a live show talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and he drops the f bomb. Oh, bad! And he goes, yeah. "Oops!" Like, and oops. Dro- I got to get out of here. And, I love you. And Bye. Dion tried to save him old yeah Sammy. and then uh he did a little video in his car uh talking about the <laughs> night apparently he didn't have any socks on 
And you know what? I ain't gonna lie. That's the type of alcohol consumption I love is when I don't have socks on anymore. Then mm. I'm just keeping it real. I just take them off before I start drinking, so I'm just like, I'm okay. good the whole okay. ride. I'm, I'm talking about if I'm out and about. If I'm going to parties, gotcha. like we can ask Brother DeCoven. I used to go to their, their house and they have these little fight nights and stuff like that. I'm like, Buck, where your shoes at? I'm right. I don't I'm, know. I'm straight right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Kevin had a. Uh, um, he had a uh, wild night. He had a wild night. And. And it's just now dying down, which is is cool because it's Tuesday, and Super Bowl is Sunday. So to get it calm like yeah, that, get calm to get get ahead of it before you know Friday. Gets out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, next in news is uh, the creator, Marvel Comics legend Stan Lee, and this happened quite a few days ago. But he was rushed to the hospital. They said he had shortness of breath and um, an irregular heartbeat. And so they rushed him to the hospital. People were like, oh, my God, we can't lose Stan. I mean, when it comes to Stan Lee and Betty White, dude, they are. Yeah, it's like mom and dad. They're the hope right there. And um, we have uh, some reports because Stan Lee actually spent the night in the hospital. He got out. He was fine. And then he went to the premiere of Black Panther. So, you know. My boy Stan said, I ain't about to keep a player down. I'm going to Wakanda is what he said. And here in uh, like it used to be Black History Month. This is Black Panther Month now. Black Panther History Month now. From here on out, uh, everybody's wearing dashikis around. We just had to change for the live stream. Uh, the handshakes have changed now. There's no more dap. It's right here. You you rocking the Wakandan love from here on out. And so did Stan. He was sitting there with Chaswick Bozeman, and he just wanted to let all his fans know that he was. He didn't want them to worry about him. He's like, I'm in good health. I need to stay in the hospital and relax and. You know, he's going to try to comfort people because he— How old is Stan now? 95. Damn. And uh, last year— He's uh, 95? Mm-hmm. Dude, Stan putting it in, man. Dude, Stan is everywhere. What was God, it? God, dog. 95? <laughs> 95 years old. And what was it? It was last year. I can't remember. I think his wife died a year younger than him. She was. Uh, it was July 2017. She died at 93. Oh, really? And that was. And we told I do this remember story. That. We did talk about the story on, on the show. show. But yeah, his his wife passed away, and he's trying to make sure that everybody is fine. He's been recovering and dealing with that since then. But he's like, yeah, I was just feeling and kind of down, and now I'm back. But mm. anytime you go in there with that heart issue, you want to make sure. But yeah. they said he had a clean bill of health. He walks everywhere himself. Uh, there is a funny story if you listen to Fat Man on Batman, which was a podcast of the week uh, quite some time ago. Kevin Smith said like he he came to his house and he's like you we can just talk down here. He's like no, I'll come up the stairs, Excelsior, and he's he's walking <laughs> up the stairs and he's like he almost falls like two or three times, but he has like a guard with him and his guard catches him and like Kevin's like every time I see Stan he he walks those stairs and I'm like for my life if he falls that's that's rap. It's rough for your whole career. Oh, yeah, because he said he said it was a couple of steps. It was your was... house that destroyed Stan. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith's Kevin career Smith, cannot. It is cur- your house. He cannot. He was trying to make it to your podcast. No, he was just coming up there to talk about a project that they were doing together. So uh, he, he, anyway, uh, Kevin should have set his ass down there. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just but uh, I mean, if, if Stan tells you to do something, you got to kind of just. Yeah, Nod listen your head to him. And, uh, Excelsior. You know what? What we need to do is uh, play that clip of Key and Pill where he was Stanley coming to pitch comics or comic book oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, after Stan's leaving, he looks at the guard. He's like, hey, you know, he's like, happens about nine times a day. Like he's going up some stairs because he, he's independent. He wants to be able to do stuff his own. Again, he's 95 and walks everywhere, travels to the conventions. He does cameos all the time. He does. So he puts in work, man. He's very active. So. so if you ever feel like you're just being lazy or you can't do it, think of Stan. Probably a Stan's lazy. Stan's doing it. Probably a lazy motherfucker.
motherfucker. Or that. That's what I say. But before we get into anything, before we get into opening up the duffel bags, let's hear from the sponsors of the show. And there's a special commercial that comes around every year. Around this time. It is back. It, it seems like it's just, boom, you turn your head. Bam. Local Oklahoma stuff. So if you live here in Oklahoma, as you listen to this, go ahead and mark it down in your calendars and make sure to go to this event. But with that, we're going to take our first pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. Join us for the annual Ralph Ellison Foundation Gala, February 24th, 2018, 6 p.m. at the Oklahoma History Center. A night of music, dance, poetry, and readings from Ellison's works. Purchase your tickets now at ralphellisonfoundation.org or simply call 405-788-0566. Sponsored by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma City University, Artisan Fine Wine and Spirit, Fred Jones Foundation, OKC Greater Chamber, Much Foundation, Full Circle Bookstore, Center for Economic Development Law, The Alliance, AT&T, Pivot Project, Metro Tech, Downtown OKC, April Coffin PC, Jason Lowe, and Blackened Studios. Hey, Warriors, this is Elijah Bailey. And Malcolm White. And we are Hoya the Warrior Way podcast. A podcast exploring the warrior journey in today's society. Yes, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoya Warrior Way. Also on Facebook at the official Hoya the Warrior Way podcast page. And then send your emails to HoyaWarriorWay at gmail.com. Uh, Hoya, 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 Hoya. We are here. Woo! Go ahead and unzip it for us. Duffel bag. Elijah, go ahead and tell the audience. It's been a while. What is the duffel bag? Oh, the, and partially, I'm curious too. <laughs> the well, we needed a, a segment. That's what it came out of necessity, like government cheese. We're like, man, we need. We have all these topics to talk about. So. Were we going to put him, you know, are we going to use a jar like the gamer stand? That doesn't suit the show. Or what are we going to do? And like, you know what? You do martial arts. What do you carry around with you? A duffel bag. Like you got a shit, shit ton, ton of, of duffel bags. Yeah, you got a bunch of duffel bags. And you're like, hey, let's just, you know, let's call it the duffel bag. I'm like, dude, let's do it. So the duffel bag, we typically present comic book news from the duffel bag. But it could be uh, anything from anime, fitness, health, sports, whatever we want. Whatever the current topic is, that's what we pull out of the duffel bag. All you know is this bitch is big. Once it's unzipped, you just dive right in. Dive right in. Dive right into the duffel bag. And today we had some interesting news because not only Super Bowl trailers, but we had like Marvel trailers beforehand. We had a new TV show started not too long ago. It's three episodes in, which was Black Black Lightning. Lightning. But Mm -hmm. the one that we want to talk about today is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And if you guys were with us, um, like what, like a couple of weeks ago, about two or three weeks ago, we kind of mentioned like, hey, Marvel's got all these stuff coming out, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah, 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 we did do that. You know, what is, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think about this this movie and blah, blah, blah? And it was one that kind of caught me by surprise because I never viewed Paul Rudd as a superhero. He's a, beforehand, we talked about this yesterday too, he was a romance type guy. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, the, it was a cheerleading movie. Uh, That's long, right. Yeah, you were saying that. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Would you say something about him? 
Oh, he's in Ant Man too. Oh, okay, okay. But the movie, like Paul Rudd, was in this movie that came out around in the nineties, around Clueless, and it was a cheerleader movie. And he was like the love interest. He was the the brother of another girl on the team, and the the bad girl, the the rebel of the group. She fell in love with him, and blah blah blah. And then all after that, you know, Forty Year Virgin hit. Everybody knew who Paul Rudd was. Yeah, uh, role was, models, yeah. things like that. But now we have Paul Rudd as our primary character. As Mr. Scott Lang, who is Ant-Man in this film. And you have just like this phenomenal cast and crew we saw in the beginnings of the film. Uh, And actually, we're going to go ahead and change this because Ant-Man has been in not only his own featured film, but he's also in Captain America Civil War. We got to see him interact. Funny character. I think they hit the tone on the head with all the cast, which are bringing back for the second one. So that's what we're going to kind of go through now. And then we'll go through the synopsis and actually play the trailer for you guys. Um, have you seen the trailer yet? No, I have not. Okay. So once we get to it, we'll get a live reaction uh, from the buckety here. But we have Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, one of the two Ant-Mans throughout history. Uh, then we have Mr. Hank Pym who is played by Michael Douglas. And Michael Douglas, if you know his credit in the movies, he's been a heartthrob. The feathered hair, you can still kind of see it here. It's a little bit grayer. (laughs) But this motherfucker's had feathered hair since he's been born. Uh, Then we have his daughter in the movie, who's playing. uh, It's not his real daughter. Oh, okay. In the movie. In the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Evangeline Lilly, who's playing the Wasp. Um, We saw her in the first one, Hope Pym, which is or Hope Van Dyme, which is kind of different. I get them confused because in the comics, there's a Hope Pym. There is no Hope Van Dyme that Sounds becomes like the Wasp. Sounds like a person off of Hunger Games. Keep going. It's not, though. It's that. not. It's not. <laughs> and next we have Michael Pen- uh, what is it? Pena. I know. He How plays dare Luis. you ask me? No, I thought you at least knew like some. pronounce a name. <sighs> well, anyway, Luis and. Lu- Boy, you know, that's Luis. <laughs> Boy, don't, don't, get, don't, don't let the Luis get it twisted. It's, uh, his name it, is Luis. Luis. Luis, not Luis. Uh, but you might have seen Michael Pena not only in the Ant-Man films, but also uh, the one that I watched this shit last night. And it was fucking hilarious. War on Everyone. Have you seen that? I don't think I've seen that. It's him and the guy that plays uh, Eric Northman. For uh, he was Eric Northman in True Blood, and he's a real tall, like Scandinavian type guy. Okay, but and he's weird because he always he's so tall he always walks like this because he has to hunch down to be in frame for the camera to talk to whoever he's co-starring with. Huh? But it's a funny movie about like some very fun animated but crooked cops as well. Like Michael Pena has like this family he has two uh, kids and a wife, and he just talks shit to his kids all the day. He's he's like, oh, you broke it. He's like, oh, it's it's broken. Bam! And it's like an Xbox Xbox One. Just throws that shit on the floor. Shaking down people, but in the the film Ant Man, he plays Luis, who uh, all of his classic lines like, "Yeah, this one time I knew a guy and he did this," and he explains everything like that, and it goes to like a quick. I can uh, see him playing flashback. That person. Fucking hilarious! Uh, and then you're bringing back Ti, and then I can't remember his name is Dustin. I do believe he is. Um, he's got some weird long ass name, uh, but they are a part of Luis's and Scott Lang's crew. In the film. And we're going to go over Scott Lang's comic book history after we go through the cast real quick. Uh, Then we have Cassie Lang, who is playing Scott Lang's daughter, which you see two different versions. We'll talk about it as far as the comics. But in this film, they are just divorced. Him and his wife are divorced because Scott went to jail. And so really, he wants to be a better father send money back to his daughter. Okay. okay. Do things like that. Uh, and then we have the old Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer bringing Michelle it back. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, 
there's we didn't see Michelle Pfeiffer last time. This is her first time in the Ant Man film. Uh, the previous wife, I can't remember her name. They had a different actress that was playing Janet Van Dyme, who is Hank Pym's wife. So she's gonna. So he never got remarried or anything like that. This mm-hmm. is just like a, a character change. Yeah. And and kind of the way or actor actress change. Right? Yeah. And the reason why they're doing it because in the comics, Hank Pym goes through all this. Sorry, these, that's the noise I make when I see pictures. <laughs> he goes through all these uh, mental changes because of his uh, the pen particles kind of change his psychology, and he hits Janet, and that was a big deal throughout comic book history. Like, Hank, this is our first superhero that's abusive his to wife, a woman. Yeah. yeah, and so in this version. He experimented with the pimp particles. His wife was the very first wasp. And the first then, one to get the pimp hand. Mm, <laughs> and instead of her getting slapped. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. of, laughs> baby girl, my bad. We, uh, uh, Elijah Bay should do not condone. I got to keep it strong. Uh, abuse, abusive domestic no. violence. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, uh, but the pimp hand gets strong, though. He started shaking, and she should have been. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, he started out with the small hand, and that bitch grew. Pow! But she got lost in the the mini verse that they have, and he couldn't retrieve her because he hadn't made that much of a scientific leap with the pim particles. So the recast and so you saying pip, pim, Hank Pym, P Y M, yeah, his name, yes, it would so it would fill in pimp. Sorry, it would, yeah, I know you. Are. I've seen you hit you hit like four people on the way up the stairs. Oh, man, so get it's, out my way! You you I'm do trying it. to record the Elijah Bailey show. <laughs> Continue, but yeah, they recast and Michelle Pfeiffer is here as Janet Van Dyne, which hopefully we get a resolution because we've seen throughout Ant Man and Captain America: Civil War that Ant Man is using those pim particles to. Uh, become giant man which Mm -hmm. Scott Lang in the comics never did he could just shrink in size Hank Pym was the one that can grow and shrink and so I think they're going to finally save her and bring her back or it's going to be flashbacks of the original Wasp and how Hank Pym feels with Hope uh, being the new Wasp with Scott Lang okay oh you kind of got me excited for it now Dude. Then we have Hannah John Cammon who is coming in as Ghost and Ghost is typically a male character who is an industrial um, villain with the ability, I think, to phase through things. I, I, it's more of an Iron Man villain, which I didn't really pick up on, but I did a little bit of research. And Hannah is stepping in to play Ghost in the film. So once we get to the trailer, you'll see what this Ghost character looks like. Okay. Uh, then we have Walton, and I always say it wrong, but Goggins. And you've seen him on, um, fuck, I can't think of the show now. It had like... Um, Matthew McConaughey, Vince Vaughn. It's like the, uh, the um, True Detective. True Detective. True Detective. That was yeah, that was some good. Yeah. Sh- that was some good. And he's he's coming in. You've never seen that. You, you need to go see it. <laughs> you need to go see. Did you it. watch season one and two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't we'll, finish season two we'll, yet. We need to do um, some episodes on like older stuff that we don't watch. Like, I'm down. And have you? Did you fall off a of flash? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I fell off a of flash, but I got on Black Lightning. So, yeah, I, <laughs> Flash took off without me. <sighs> Like, I was like, Barry, Barry. Wait the fuck up. Barry. Now, when he had that beard, though. Barry. Did you see the goatee? That's how my stash goatee. Goatee was all right. Uh, fit him. Mm. And then we have uh, Judy Gear, who you last know from her film, which was, or it's not her film, but she was in Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. She's playing the mother. She comes in as um, uh, Scott Lang's ex-wife. Uh, I think she was in the last film, but... It, the way that they shot it, it was really explaining Scott Lang and trying to set up this version of Ant-Man in the Marvel Universe versus the comic book stories. Hmm. Yeah, who else? Then, uh, again, you said it just a minute ago. Lawrence Fishburne is in it, and which you guys know him from Blackish. Uh, and then we also have Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat making an appearance in this film. And this is going to be uh, some of the 
usual suspects or the primary suspects within this Ant-Man 2 film that is coming up. And just with the cast and crew alone, I'm sold. I'm ready to go see it. Uh, we'll talk about when it comes out. But let's take a, a uh, quick view of the trailer. And this is going to be your first time seeing it, right? Yes. So as you see, we get the uh, voiceover from Scott Lang, a couple clips from Captain America Civil War, the face-off. And he's talking to Wasp about if she would have been there, uh, you know, would she have joined him in the fight with Cap? And she makes a comment like, if I would have been there, you never would have been caught because his life kind of goes to shit. He's being monitored by the government, the FBI. And he's being reunited with his daughter. But again, there's another crisis. And Hank Pym, Hope Pym, or Hope Van Dyme, uh, they're being chased. So you see him use the Pym particles to uh, sh- uh, shrink their facility. So they're always on the move. But this is where we see there's Lawrence Fishburne. And we're seeing more of the Pym particles being used. This is one of my favorite parts. Mm. The van shrinks. Bam. It grows back to normal size. So they're they're using a lot more of Ant-Man's powers. And uh, that was Ghost, the one in the gray. Okay. But Michael Pena running. You see some some little nuclei, cellular structure shit. There's, oh, this is a bad, badass fight scene. Hope turned into the wasp running and dodging fucking knives. Look at that. Oh, and that is raw. Mm. And then so Hank, is, is, the, is, is it like a... It's like a it's like a sh- like a bullet or a shockwave or like a laser that shoots that makes something. Oh, her that makes you no know, objects shrink. Uh did you not watch Ant Man? Hmm. Okay, so and we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, you can throw like discs that have these particles in it. The particles that can either make you make something grow or make it shrink. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about uh, an actual person, the way it happened in the comics was Hank Pym had this serum. Because Hank Pym is the creator of uh, the Pym Particles. He named him after himself. He's also the creator of Ultron, which they changed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But he, he created this formula which shrunk things. And to test it, he poured some on his skin. And that's how it, he had to do it in the beginning. Then he could turn it into a gas. You can inhale it. Um, there's been other versions where it can be injected into you know, just the bloodstream itself. Uh, for this variation, Scott Lang gets the suit, he presses a button, it releases the pin particles, and he can shrink or grow based okay. off of which particles. You use the same thing that happens with hope. And then for objects, it's just like a disc. Yeah, it's, you throw a disc, um, whatever it hits, it'll increase the size or shrink it down, which uh, okay. typically, if they're throwing something like in Civil War, is that big-ass, uh, it wasn't even water, it was like gas, um, truck, truck, yeah, and it blew up and from so they can use it like that way as well. And so when we talk about some of the differences, Hank Pym turned into a superhero after he discovered the the Pym particles. And then when we go back to Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet Van Dyme, she was actually the daughter of a colleague of Hank Pym. Uh, her father got killed by these aliens. It's it's, it's you know shit. yeah okay and hmm. so I've never really been interested in it, in it yeah Cause to be honest with you I just like you don't like insects I don't mind insects honestly I'm not I'm not really tripping over insects if he was like rat man then yeah no no yeah, point yeah, but, you yeah I don't know I just yeah I just never like got into it mm. yeah so so honestly like, even these movies uh, the cast looks like so I'm kind of like it's you, an all star like, cast dude, I yeah. want to watch it because of the all star cast um, but yeah I'm, I'm just not. Like interested that much? Mm-mm. Here it they go. It doesn't, it doesn't strike my fancy. In your fancy, well, this kind of will. 
because again, Paul Rudd brings comedy to it, so it makes it a lot more funnier. And in the story, Scott uh, Lang is working for Tony Stark after he gets out of jail. You never really find out what he does, but he's more of a corporate Robin Hood. Found out this corporation was stealing from their patrons, went ahead and stole from them. But the company and try to report it like, hey, you have uh, you know insider trading, all this stuff going on. You guys need to go take care of this because people are losing money. They knew about it. They destroyed his reputation and sent him to jail. So when he got out, started working for uh, Tony Stark. But his daughter had a heart condition, and so he's like, man, I got to go back to life. He he did have a brief history of a life of crime. He's like, dude, I got to start stealing again to pay for her heart. He doesn't want his daughter to die. Um, I mean, it sounds like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like not knocking it. Yeah, like, it sounds like a like I'm, the story sounds kind of it sounds pretty good. Watch the first one. I'm just not. Just you know what? It. You're right. I'm you going. To, I'm going to test out the first one. This is what I we're am. gonna do. The movies that you don't want to watch, we're gonna watch them and, and do commentary over them here at the studio. If I fall asleep, no, you won't. You don't, won't. Don't get upset. You won't. Ti's character is pretty fucking funny in these films. I don't like Ti in, in movies. No, I I, I, I kind of do. He, you, he does a good job. Him, no. Michael Pena, Paul, even Michael. Like I Douglas. said, the lineup is good. It's Dude. it's the main character, Ant Man. I'm just don't don't think of the old Ant Man. Think of the new one. I don't know neither one. Then don't don't worry about him. <laughs> I don't know neither one, baby. I just don't like. I just don't like him. But, <laughs> it's like I see Ants. I'm like, oh, okay. That's all you think is okay. Should I step on them? Should I just let them do their thing? Are they in my house? What are they doing? Did I, Kaden drop some food? And now they're all over the spot. Uh, that's how I see ants. And now he's teamed up with a wolf. Yeah. Like, okay. This how is, do you find ant and a wolf hanging out together? You, okay. And then it's not like his strength is <sighs> like is able to lift up like yeah. ten times his yeah, body. It is. He gets big and he gets small. No. How's that replicating the ant? He could have did anything. But he keeps. Yeah. Then, his, like, how so, how you find a wolf to team up with an ant? In the comics, Janet asked for a costume. Like they've changed it so much time. Like we find out now that she is a mutant. Uh, but when she shrinks, she can grow wings and grow antenna and use those abilities. She can shoot her string or her stinger straight from her her wrist. Uh, in the comics, he created this uh, this wasp costume and had a side. He'd been longing for a partner to fight crime at this time, but he didn't want to do it with Janet because the age difference is like, um, I think they're even, the age gap is even wider than, uh, Sue, so Sue let me Storm and Reed Richards. Does she have a stinger? Uh, we have to wait to see. Uh, Michael Douglas in the trailer said he, um, put those weapons into the like costume. Josh right now too. And I hate don't, it. don't, you gotta watch it. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah, off air. It. We'll get some more, uh-huh. Uh-huh. some more, yeah, <laughs> some more Ant Man and the Wasp uh, history. Yeah. You son of a bitch! I'll drop some food. But um, the the main thing about this story is Scott Lang turns from a bad guy to a good guy. Is what they're trying to portray. Um, he has an overall like you would anybody would do anything for their kids. That's what his goal is now as a superhero and being basically handpicked by the previous Ant Man. You know he's got his blessing to go ahead and save the world, and now. He's letting his daughter risk her life when his wife apparently or he thinks that she died mm-hmm. by being the wasp. He's letting his daughter do that, and they are going to make the ultimate combo. Okay, okay. So, so while you're getting ready for our next topic, listeners, if you're on YouTube or even on Twitch, comment below. Let us know if you're excited to see Ant-Man. And, well, is it Ant-Man 2 or is it Ant-Man it's and Ant-Man Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because okay. they're going to do a third one as well, and that'll be Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 or whatever that... Okay, in, in the trilogy, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Chime in. Are you interested for July 2018 to see uh, 
uh, ants that can grow and shrink and a wasps that cannot You're stain. fucking downplaying this shit. Like the one of the, yeah, this it's is okay. this is it's okay. this is what we do it's here. Okay. Uh, I want to give you guys some notable comics to go ahead and reach out and and read if you guys want to learn more about them. Um, Scott Lang first appeared in the Avengers issue one eighty nine or one eighty one, which released March nineteen seventy nine. But you also want to pick up Marvel premiere number forty seven, which released eight uh, April nineteen seventy nine. For the Wasp of Janet Van Dyme. Pick up her issue, Tales of the Astonish, issue 44, which came out June 1963, because Ant-Man is a character, same as Wasp, everything created by Jack Kirby and, and Stan Lee. And then Hope Pym, which you heard me briefly talk about. Hope Pym is from an alternate universe. I think it's World 919, and we're on Earth 616, and she's actually the Red Queen. So she's a supervillain. She puts together, like, the Revengers and all kind of shit like that, and she never really crosses over uh, with us. Those are standalone comics uh, in the Marvel Cinematic 2 universe. And actually, I did not find the issue that she first comes in, but she just once she comes in, she just hits the ground running as the forefront, the best superhero, supervillain that creates the Avengers. Kind of like okay. the opposite of Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, before we take our uh, break, we got to talk about anything where there's an Afri- African-American. African American. African. I'm, I'm surprised that Luke Cage was in Black Luke for, for a while. African. He probably, probably was a name that did get pushed around. It did. But we have Black Lightning. You don't know anything about Black Lightning. No, I do not. Did you watch the show? No, I have Ooh, not. You didn't watch the show. Uh-uh. Dee watches it. Uh, she likes it. Uh, she told me about the first uh, episode, and you were too, mm. how they instantly put you in modern-day you know, culture issues. Oh, yeah. Black, Black Lightning, uh, and we're kind of keeping this brief, is a DC's first black superhero that has superpowers and got his own solo comic. Um, and there were some there were some fun facts that I wanted to read because Black Lightning would not have been around if it wasn't for a racist comic book character that almost got brought to light. And you're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. The very first comic book character the DC was trying to bring is called Black Bomber, and I didn't find any pictures because they never released it, never got put to print. But he was a white racist who transformed into a black superhero when placed under extreme stress. Hmm. And uh, the editor approved him to go through, but the one that approved... And I wonder how he was approved. I mean, I wonder if his mindset was just like, you have to be black to overcome something. Yeah, you never really know. know, If find your NSG transformed to a black guy. (laughs) He's like, you going to fight crime? Was he brown or was he like black? He's darker brown. So he wasn't like... Black as like TV. He no, wasn't like no. He's like a Luke Cage. You know that nice, oh, okay. the nice so, so he, chocolate. He definitely was bed, yeah. a yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. But Tony, uh, after that editor had approved that comic to be made, he left or he got fired. One to two. Okay. And so uh, they dismissed it. And Tony Isabella, who is one of the creators of Black Lightning, persuaded. He's like, I'm not writing a Black Bomber comic. I have a character. Uh, Black is still in the title. It's going to be Black Lightning. Can I run with that? And they say, yeah, you go ahead and do it. And kind of later years on, uh, Dwayne McDuff, who is a black uh, comic book writer, artist, um, had a callback to the Black Bomber in the 2008 Justice League. And the character's name was, uh, I think he just changed it slightly to the Brown Bomber. Let's see if I can. Oh, there it is right there. So the Brown Bomber was an overweight white guy that would get all the strength of a fit black man if he said black power. And the reason that Dwayne McDuff um, created this character and put him into the Justice League to show how absurd it was for even any editorial team to try to bring a character 
and change him from one way race to, to the another next. race. Yeah, that's just like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to brush to that justify yeah, that. justify that. especially with uh, these damn times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, ain't gonna work. he was he was there for that one issue, and then bro was gone after that. Mm. Um, but again, so how you liking Black Lightning? It's on his third episode. CW. What what channel? What time does it come on? I watch it on the CW app, so whenever I turn it on. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it follows uh, Jefferson Pierce, who I actually wrote an article for my fantasy sports talk about about this show when they were going to premiere it. And Jefferson Pierce was an Olympic uh, sprinter. He's also a superhero. He found out he had uh, the ability to fight crime and engineer electronic devices in his suit. Over time, he was able to absorb that ability, and it became. He's just electric. He's man. an electric man. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the time, it's kind of changed. Hence the name Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Gotcha. Uh, the CW is taking from the point that Black Lightning has a family and a daughter, and the family finds out about him being Black Lightning because he goes back to his old hometown to be a principal and try to save lives that way, as well as fight crime. So did they not know that he had a family? What? Wait, 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 you kind of lost me there. What do you okay, mean they so didn't know? No, they didn't know he family, was a Superman. Yeah, his family didn't know he had superpowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. There we go. Miscuse. I had, to, I, had to, I had to step back yeah. for a second. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, they're pulling from that same deal where Black Lightning has to fight the 100 gang, which it, it addresses topic. The very first deal, he's in the police station trying to get his daughter out of jail because she's protesting things that are going on in the town. The town is going to shit. Even though he's a principal and he's been saving kids' lives and more kids are going to college, they're still facing strong black issues. It had a strong push straight out of the gate. I watched all three episodes back to back, but he gets his daughter out of jail, you know, quoting different historians throughout time about this is the way we should do it. We shouldn't have to fight because at this point in time, he hasn't been black lightning for nine years. He gave up his power for his wife because he's like, his wife's like, I'm leaving you. I don't want the kids to see you bleeding in the tub. I'm not here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for you. So he but ain't got old girl with him. Not yet. And it's that whole deal like. Step, go, he needs to go to Ant-Man. <laughs> say, hey, Ant-Man, I need your pimp game. Mm. He needs to go to, you know, Luke all the motherfuckers and get her. Mm. Yeah, I think. It, but anyways. No, you you got to watch. You got to watch. I, I, I do want to watch it because uh, I'm, I'm actually. I think CW does a really good job in the first couple of seasons. They do. And you know what? Uh, they're talking about not only. Because um, Arrow's not doing too well either right now. Arrow's hurting, apparently. Yeah, we kind of know that, though. But Black Lightning is also going to do a crossover, and they're pulling Static Shock into the Arrowverse. I was going to ask you about the Static Mm -hmm. Shock. So compare to Black Lightning and uh, Static Shock, because Static Shock was my boy Mm -hmm. growing up, you know, whatever, the cartoon. How different are their powers? They never really not power, you, I guess, but lightning force. They never really give you a clear definition because both of them, like Static, got his from the um, I can't remember the the uh, fuck toxins that spilled over everybody that was at that site uh, when he was out. He was out running from these guys, Man, part of the gang. Mm-hmm. Black lightning stuff is inherent. This is something that he's been given. Um, he calls it like a god given gift. But Black Lightning has the ability to uh, travel faster than the speed of sound. He can take electricity, recharge himself, anything that has any kind of electric in it at all. Like He can control a being's body. He can energy surge, energy bombs. He can go through telephone wires. So he can't manipulate anything with electricity. Mm-hmm. Like He can't like can he hack into the computer and start doing stuff, or can he just fry the computer? He can do both. Oh. Like Throughout the comics, he has the ability to, to do... Whatever he need, like he has unlimited power with uh, electricity. But this Jefferson Pierce that we see here is an older Jefferson Pierce, and he has some different 
moral values because his whole reason for becoming Black Lightning was to kill Tobias, who who killed his dad. His dad found out information, was going to expose him, and he killed him. So Black Lightning became a superhero, okay. learned how to use his powers, and ended that. After that happened, uh, he took that break. Okay. So mm-hmm. Black Lightning is out. This was actually the clip of the 100 Gang right here that we're getting ready to play. His daughters, uh, one of them went to a club without him knowing, and then she got taken to this hotel. So as the principal, as Jefferson Pierce, the father, how do I defeat this person? But as Black Lightning, I'm going to go get my girls, no matter what my wife says. hands on them. Oh, Black Lightning. Mm. And the soundtrack, too. All these Luke Cage, uh, Black Panther, Black Lightning, soundtracks are good. They're nice. Uh, I can't remember... Look at that. The doorman opened the door. Mm. Okay. Got a little forced light in there. That's dirty. All right. So I'm just getting back in this. I'm going to take the stairs. You know, I'm out of shape. I'm wearing the knee brakes running with his daughters. <laughs> and the show, I th- the first season, I think, is going to be completely black lightning because his daughters end up getting their abilities throughout the show. Like the third uh, episode, you see his oldest daughter. Um, I think in, I think she's lightning. She's starting to figure out her abilities. But his daughters become the, the superhero duo of Thunder and Lightning. Daughters mm. of Black Lightning. So okay. we're going to see this whole transformation with Jefferson Pierce and the Pierce girls. But this was real strong. He has the ability to uh, use force fields to stop bullets. On the show, they don't they they show a little bit of it. Um, but he is also older. He hasn't used his abilities. He does look a little older. Yeah, he's but in he, his how 40s. How long has he been having his abilities? He's had his abilities since he was a teenager. Okay. So I'm thinking about 17 to 18. I didn't really read a lot of Black Lightning comics. I just recently started with um, uh, there's this, this website where you can go ahead and purchase you know all Marvel and DC comics. So I started reading there, and this is actually the story that it follows. The cops, cops see Black Lightning. I'm about to go. I'm about to go fuck him up. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take take a minute right there, and then and we're gonna chill. We're gonna let uh, hey Stacy uh, Black Lightning's here. He's fucking up people. You know uh, we're gonna be down at. The donut shop. What's that donut place in Springfield? Uh, in uh, uh, Simpsons? I don't know. Come, come Which on, Simpsons? Yeah. I have no idea. I didn't watch come Simpsons. On. Come on, brother. So while Elijah's getting the next thing set up, let us know. How do you guys feel about Black Lightning? Has anyone ever seen Black Lightning yet? Uh, are you excited for it after hearing uh, the story behind it? Uh, while you're also doing that, we got a couple people who chimed in with my last questions mm-hmm. about um, the Ant-Man. Uh, Infectious 18 said, Buck, stop being trash and watch the damn movie. <laughs> uh, Jay Stone's in the house. He said, shout out to you. Uh, he said, I saw the first one. It was okay. And I'm excited for this one. No, but I'll probably still go see it. But when when me and Jay Stone were and doing... And also... Uh, Go ahead and read this last one. Libby Witz also said, uh, I'm I'm assuming he's talking about when I was saying I haven't really watched it too Mm -hmm. much. He said he does the same. Yeah. John Stone, we had had to create a segment for him on the the Superpower Movie Podcast. It was one thing that I hated about this for every film that we talked about. So don't don't listen to this guy, folks. (laughs) He hates something about it. Every comic book film. But that is going to do it for the duffel bag, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Black Lightning. Oh, he already knew what I was going to say. Zip it up. It's a little lighter now. It is. It is a little bit lighter. But with that, let's take our next pause for the cause. When we come back, we're watching Dragon Ball Super episode 126 live. We'll be right back. Welcome to the adventures of Splacatel or the AOS podcast. 
I'm one of your hosts, Buck. And this is Tony. And we are a video game podcast, giving you all the update video game releases that are coming out that you need to know and the video game news that we want you to know. Follow us on Facebook, Black and Gaming Network, and Twitter and Instagram at Black and Gaming. And you can also find this podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play by searching the AOS Podcast. Ooh! I'm Michael Eric Owen. And I'm DT of the One Mic, One Voice podcast. A show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and a form of opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, One Mic, One Voice podcast. Follow us on our Twitter, the number one, Mike underscore the number one voice. Or follow us on Instagram at One Mic, One Voice. You can also listen to us on Podbeam, Stetcher, and iTunes. And if you want to email us, email us at contact at onemikeonevoice.com. And if you just want to get all of our content, go to onemikeonevoice.com or blackinstudios.com. Okay, we're back uh, with all 10 viewers here. All right, so as you can see on the screen, uh, we have this, uh, what would you call her? Uh, anime chick anime chick as we're getting ready to go into one of our favorite segments Dragon Ball Super or DBS I saw Vegeta's nipple that shit was really hard that motherfucker came out with this is a he has been wearing a shirt for I don't know how long in the Dragon Ball series this motherfucker took his shirt off no, it got knocked off like when he's training, but like in battle. No one ever whooped his ass so much that shit fell off. No, huh? In battle, it hasn't been that bad. It's always been like armor and stuff come off. The the pictures are like him training in uh, at Capsule Corp or training somewhere uh, like that, and the shirts off. I think if he did have a shirt off, it might have been one other time, but I can't think well, of. Well, Goku say with his shirt off. Oh yeah, well, Goku don't like wearing that T-shirt. He don't like wearing a shirt. But episode one twenty six, um, we just got done watching Topo turn into the gro- the god of destruction and use his destruction ability to fuck everybody up. So let's go ahead, hit your play button. We're starting at zero 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 on Funimation dot com. Remember to stream and watch your anime legally because that helps out the industry that we love. But 126 is starting right now. And while you're doing that, Lodge, I'm going to actually show you. They're showing the recap, not the recap, of actually what's to come in the next episodes. I don't know how I feel about that, dude, because honestly, I feel like this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is drawings that they did. No, it's drawings what they did just for the recap. That little scene right there did not happen. Um, Because that stuff did not happen in the episode, did it? Master Roche! Master Roshi was a low motherfucker boy. All right, so we want to thank everybody who's joined us on this uh, uh, exciting episode 126 of DBS. But we're fastly approaching the 131 the the, episode, oh, which Dragon is Ball Super, yeah. supposedly the episode where, um, you know, it's, it's, it's over for now, at least. Uh, Welcome to theater mode with uh, Elijah Bailey and Richard Tapley. That's right. Mm, Android 17. There you go. The recap of Android 17 popping off with Topo. And I, if if there's an MVP of the tournament, who would you? Oh, I'm picking 17. 17. Yeah, 17 hands down. 17 um, is just so raw. 
I don't know. Frieza did come with clutch hits, even though we do like Frieza. Frieza is the hide Frieza, and go seek champion of 2017, 2018. Frieza, the 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 six man award. Mm. You know, you got the NBA awards and you got your six man. You know, I think Frieza gets the six man awards because there's been a lot of times Frieza came through and you know spuck out on somebody real quick. But um, so we only have Universe Seven and Eleven left. Mm-hmm. We got Jaren and Topol from mm-hmm. Universe Eleven. Yeah, and we got Android Seventeen, now, Frieza, Vegeta, and Goku from Universe Seven. Jiren, a man who passed up the opportunity to be God of Destruction because he is a 100% about justice. Topo is the candidate for God of Destruction. He's received training for it. Those two versus Goku and Vegeta, who are just being trained by Whis, that have went past the level of a god. They're Super Saiyan uh, God Blue. So Frieza, and- who you clearly see taking a ugly, ugly L. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Android 17, who's been uh, watching Surpass animals. even the god. Vegeta's desperate blow. Android 17's been watching animals, protecting hey, them from... Uh, and that strong? Oh, Topo got his head. That mustache, though. His mustache looks good, and I ain't gonna lie, like, him brute beefing up his hands and look like they match his body, body now. Body now, yeah. I mean, Frieza's skull is getting crushed in. Uh, trash belongs in the trash bin. Pop! Kicked him. Don't even use his hands no but more. But see, at this moment... Okay, so that's the rock thing. Yeah, the 17 stepped in and saved him because Frieza is not out. Which episode is this? This is 126. They started at the end of 125 oh, okay. to go into 126. You're right. They did do that. They you did. Know, they've been doing that to save some. You know. and which is good because that was the rock that I had missed in the last one. Like, I don't Where know, he I hit him? Uh-huh. Well, remember this, though. The Grand Priest told them at the beginning, if somebody is knocked out, you have to throw them out of the ring or they're still a valid player. Mm-hmm. So they're, he's not counted out, and he's not going to get sent up to the stands. So how would you feel about Topo giving uh, my boy 17 some praise right there? He was like, no, I got to give it to your, your, your luscious locker ass. For <laughs> <laughs> well, you to be just a scrub, you, you, you in here putting in work with us. Oh, yeah. I loved it because Andre 17 is – He's just been raw this whole tournament. No matter who it is, he has found a way. He's thinking. That's just what uh, it is. I mean, is. granted, yeah. his power is high, but Android 17 is actually thinking about stuff. Like, I wish Go or not Go Gohan mm. was on that type of thought process. Don't, don't talk about the fit. leaders because Gohan and Piccolo are supposed to be the uh, the strategists of the team, and yeah, <laughs> them motherfuckers in the stands sleeping. Gone. Piccolo. Piccolo forfeit his. He forfeit his spot. Mm. Piccolo, you're no more. You're, you're not Demon King Piccolo no more. No, nah, he did a TM move. Mm. And uh, so you, we see, like you know, he's he's utilizing that that destroy power. Okay. Like, that's okay. all he's doing now. Yeah, because he don't I know. I guess he's still using the Justice the justice Ledge. No, he should know no. because he's been practicing, right? He's been training, but he is not a god destroyer. Like, uh, Belmont, you, this is where we need to we need to go through the manga one day because Belmont and uh, Beerus have showed exceptional power as god of destructions, more so than just their god destruction ability. Like, actual fighting prowess and ability. And Topo, you saw when he was fat, motherfucker, he wasn't fighting too well. He, he he knew what he had in in store. He's like, I got these reserves. I got this god of destruction power. I mean, he was still holding it down though. Like he, he was, was he was able to fight Vegeta. Yeah, he was. I mean, he fought Vegeta for a little bit, and then he hid, and then he was fighting Android Seventeen and Gohan. Then he hid somewhere. You know, did he, he was, really hide or he's did a hide motherfucker stuff boy. Happen? Mm. Obviously, his other fights weren't shit. Because how Universe Seven done fucking kicked out half of all these fucking universes. That Universe Seven are the bringers of death. They are <laughs> okay. the true gods of destruction. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, uh, <laughs> was there something in that mountain? No, it's just rocks. And I think what 
Akira is trying to do is, you know, when uh, Goku got shot with the laser through the chest, if somebody is not focused or you don't remember that? No, I remember. Yeah. I want to. I want to see where you're going with this. Like he didn't have his that aura around him when he got hit by the rock. So if somebody lets their guard down, it's not just Goku or anybody. They can get hurt. But rocks, again, don't they always fight in rocks and get hit through I, the ground and shit? And it's funny because someone, uh, a homie Brett, had hit us up or hit me up talking about this episode was raw, but there was something that confused him. Yeah, and he told me which part it was, and the I understand his argument now. Yeah. He was upset that he's like, why is Beera so upset? Like, why was he said? I understand Krillin made Piccolo gasping. He said, why is yeah. Beerus gasping? Beerus, no damn well, ain't no mm, goddamn rocks. rocks is about to hurt Topo. Beerus, he is got a, buried in the Rumbo. Hey, the only thing that I can say, there we go, Frieza, Boom, right bam, there, that's six a smart man. motherfucking move, six man. Six man. The only thing that Beerus could be upset about is like, hey, we got four motherfuckers on the field and they got two. I could die. And he just ooh, not think. Mm-hmm. You know what? Even though Freezer's annoying, he be coming into Raw's moments. Six yeah. men and talking still shit. God of destruction, Topo San. This little and token Frieza of my ain't gratitude. Freezer ain't even gold, gold right now. Now, why didn't he kick his ass out of the ring right there? He oh. had him Freezer. He had him in that tele, uh, paralysis ball. Bam! Push his ass towards the edge of the ring. I don't he's think he here. could right now because he's still, I think he's still, now this whole, the, I don't know why everybody's Everybody obsessed using with rocks. Fucking rocks. Why are you obsessed with something that you destroyed when you was a baby? Yeah, some bullshit. And then why the hell is everybody looking surprised? Mm. That 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 is kind of, that's, that's messing that with is my interesting mind. a little bit, yeah. I got my mind on my Kai, my Kai on my mind, but Freeza, you wasting your yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not understanding the obsession with rocks this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Maybe. borderline just disrespectful. You know what? Freezer deserved to get choked out right now. Maybe they're feeling like Rocky. Oh, nice flip. There we go. Oh, and it went down to a bent knee. And he's still got those finger blasts. Finger blasts are strong. Uh-oh, Freezer done bulked up, dude. He's been hitting the gym. Now, you got to, like, Freezer doesn't have infinite power, but him and Android 17 ain't no bitch when it comes to that shootout. They will immediately start shooting. They got caught for days. Mm, damn. And this was the part that I love. Goku, Vegeta, and Jiren's fight is so fucking crazy that the shock waves, just like they showed right there with their blast, it's going to start interrupting this fight right here. Look at him. Is Topo still there? Shit. And he's got the the symbol of God of Destruction tattooed on his chest. That motherfucker's raw. You're talking shit to him now. The power of destruction, you'll never win. You've been making a lot of mistakes, dude. You really should have threw away justice at the beginning of this fucking tournament and wiped everybody off the playing field. There it is. Mm, they can't handle them them blocks. Yeah. Jiren is the block in this motherfucker. Look at him. Pop, 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 pop. That dude. Mm, I'm I'm looking at all the blocks that he's doing right now. And he almost tried to thrust at Vegeta's eyes right there. Jiren is just, even though he's all about justice and he doesn't kill his opponents, he's ruthless as fuck. So while we're watching this real quick, what were you mm. and Leon talking about in chat? I don't even remember. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, Vegeta! Like Vegeta was raw this episode, dude. Vegeta was—I mean, Vegeta's been raw since he went uh, this transcendent. Oh, that's that nod. Yeah, I did like how that communication. On, 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 I think that's just teamwork communication. Mm-hmm. Like they just been around each other so long, they they know when to do what. Yeah, and he starts now. This was the deal. I didn't like this part. This was stupid because Vegeta's just sitting there getting pelted, and then in a minute he'll just move like. Why didn't you do that before? before? I think right now everything just took Vegeta off. I think his mindset was on fighting Jiren. Yeah. So then you see Topo came through with the quick shoulder on him. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Vegeta's like, what, 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 who just hit me? And everything does. Because I'm pretty sure Vegeta and Goku assume Frieza and 17 are hardcore in a battle with Topo. So yeah. to see all of a sudden Topo join in. Um, threw him off. Yeah, I think it just threw him off. And, and everything that we're seeing, like all this talking and stuff, even though it's taking time for us, it ha- happened yeah, like that. Yeah, back to back. Because even though y'all also remember out there, this is, Topo, this is Vegeta's first time even seeing how much Topo's power has increased. Mm. So I'm pretty sure he might even be gauging his power right now as well. Like, oh Ooh, shit, this motherfucker is different. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm loving the glow. A soul glow. Hit him with the final flash, like no charge up, nothing. And it's turning into angel dust right now. Yeah, and I think I mean I think that final flash was so easy for him just because he's just he's so amped up right now. But to be able to shoot that many final flasks and charge up and power up, I really dude. think. I mean, if we go back to look at how a lot of the different fighters have been fighting since the yeah. start of the tournament, you could kind of see that the fact that I think there's something in this area. It did look like these motherfuckers are flying though. Um, yeah, when <laughs> flying's prohibited. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 just, just saying, but um, it is. Uh, I think there's something in there that's trying to help some their energy to rehabilitate or to recover. Like regenerate, yeah. Boom! Burn up! Goku's ass. Hey, Chi Chi likes that ass. <laughs> Hey, he about to have another kid, dude. Look like he about to, like he about to fuck on that shit. Right. Look eyes, at these, like, look at these he, silver eyes, autopilot. baby. Have you seen that Cat Williams yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> start doing things that you ain't supposed to be doing. I need to get that uh, that music. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this was this was crazy. He's still thinking about. Well, and I think Vegeta's doing oh, that shit. as well, just because he knows that that gives some energy. Mm-hmm. Can you remember in the uh, on that one tournament they had with Universe Six? Mm-hmm. That's how he told like uh, the pride of a Chiba, saint. Chiba, Chiba, Kaba, Kaba, yeah. how to you know unlock your you know potential. Yeah. So I but, think he constantly tells himself stuff to get him emotionally <laughs> aroused again, for he can you know. Look at that. He's like, what is this motherfucker's power stronger than before? What the fuck? Yeah, that makes sense, though. Hey, but you just should know that, though. I mean, the motherfucker looked totally different. Got yeah. his tattoo out. Like, he ain't fat is, no more. He got yeah, the shirt off. He's in shape. He's getting booty left and right. He got the summer body out. Mm. I think that's unique. You know, Vegeta is someone that's always kind of been the villain, mm-hmm. or that used to be the villain, you know, talking to someone about justice and, you know, yeah. peace and stuff like that. Look at that chip in the uniform. Chip in the Saiyan armor, a foreshadowing right there. And Topo was a jerk for that one, man. Yeah. Because, you know, All the Saiyans, you know, I kind of feel like the Saiyans, like, you know, it's like the black people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for Topo, like, promise among Saiyans. Man, you trip. Y'all can't promise nothing. Yeah. Just like y'all can't never come on time. Mm. Hey, but this right here, this got me. He said, this motherfucker's, uh-oh, uh-oh. Spirit bomb. Topo's raising his hand in the air. But, uh, he was sitting there, Vegeta starts thinking about his family, Bulma, Bulla, Trunks, Kaba, Goku. Like, the reason that I continue to train, every every battle that Vegeta's been in, he always, Prince of Saiyan, I'm the Prince of Saiyans. That is what he, he holds, he's the sole owner of Saiyan history. Yeah, he always had the pride. You know, he always holds a grudge about his planet getting destroyed mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it's not like he just never cared. Yeah. Yeah. We clearly saw when we he saw was that on when Namek, he, Yeah. He, that boy cared. And then he told him he ain't shit. Blasted that fucking yeah, regular gone. blast away and beeline for him. Bam! Right to the dome. No, Krill. something you can't do. Yeah. Gohan. Krill. Shh. 
just all we need to do is give you some pom poms, dude. <laughs> That's all you need right now, some pom poms. Uncle Vegeta, great yeah, job. Yeah, that does need to be Uncle Vegeta. Mm. You. But he laid them hands straight up on Topo. Mm-hmm. He was almost fighting. How it reminds me how he fights on Final Bout. Ooh, GT. Yeah. yeah. Look at that, just whooping his ass with his destruction key around him. Ah, Wario. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's scared now. Topo, you're our last hope. I'm like, nah, he's not. But you don't want to have all your your fucking aces fall through the hole. So do you think Topo might be not holding back, but you think he was doing certain things because he just didn't want to destroy him because he know he has the power of destruction? I th- I think so, but I think, again, Balmont, he's in— Belmont just clearly was like, hey, dude— just destroy him. But that's probably all he's learned is the— Destroy. Yeah, and, he, and for somebody that's been— heavily influenced by justice and not using destruction and was debating being a god of destruction i think his mentality is not there yet he's only using one move and vegeta right there when his hand was glowing in the manga that is the god of destruction power the goku used to kill uh zamasu uh black which we don't get to see so he focused all of his energy the god energy into his hand so to hold on, i'm gonna it. pause you right now right now what did you mm. think he was about to do Oh, I knew he was going for that. That uh, was a super explosion wave. You so right when he started powering up, you knew. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to do another final flash. I thought he was going to just like, this is something that you your ass can't destroy. So that's my life. Like mm-hmm. you can't destroy me. And I was like, fuck, Vegeta about to die again. I don't want him to die. But I was like, maybe he's got a big enough power up that he won't die. Maybe he can switch it up to something else. Like uh, in the exhibition match. When Goku did, went Kaioken and shot the Kamehameha and then flew through the Kamehameha to fight Hit, don't don't give me those eyes. You look like Goldie off of Flavor of Love right now. <laughs> don't be oh, me those I'm eyes. saying, mm. and I'll say it afterwards. I'm glad Majin Buu got to do a cameo. Yeah, <laughs> he's still at home sleeping. <sighs> yeah, for a month. Come on, dude. Come so on, back dude. then, Majin Vegeta doing a flashback. He did the you know the ultimate sacrifice, mm-hmm. thinking he had to completely obliterate Buu. By exterminating it, yeah, using his life an, force with his key, mm-hmm. yeah, and it didn't work. Vegeta, my teeth is booing up, taking his cells and regenerating, regenerating again. Yeah. So I don't want what Topo was going through Topo's head right now. Topo said, "Fuck this motherfucker," and I knew it was going to do like he's going to put them together and it's going to go boom, boom, get a little bit bigger. Topo's just trying to use the only thing that he knows works. And what that was working was that destruction power. He ain't got no more trump. He's got finger blast. He's got that fucking supernova, and he's got destruction power. That's it. He does not have any more moves left on the table. And he's like, fuck, dude. I don't know what this is, but I got to destroy it. Do they go back to um, Goku at this time at all to see maybe if Goku's like, oh, shit. No, Vegeta ain't doing that. He's just so focused on him and Jiren. I think him and Jiren are just watching. I don't even think they're fighting no more. Like 17. They're just sitting in Frieza. They're just watching. I do like the wave that mustache, though. Boy, his mustache is efficient. That's mm. who you should cosplay as. Ah, uh, it's Topo. And look at that. Topo thought he had him right there. And I was like, nah, if you look in Vegeta's eyes and the animation, fuck nah. Yeah, that animation's pretty legit. Yeah. I was waiting for him to do the hands drop down, though. Mm. I was kind of, I was low-key disappointed that they didn't Ooh. do when he emerges, boom. But my favorite part was right after this. I'm surprised they didn't kill him. I know, but he's got the destruction aura around him, so it's it's shielding him. But I was like, damn, if Vegeta destroys the t- the I ring, think yeah, he did half ring gone, half ring. And gone. the Grand Priest said this should hold up for uh, Gr- Grand Priest. Better watch his ass playing some bullshit. Topo sleeping. So, boom! How'd you feel when you saw Topo laid out like that? I said, 
either Vegeta's dead or he's alive. One of the two. Cause we have dead it. as in like death, death, or like dead in the stands. No, dead because if like the sacrifice, his body turned to ash, so he yeah, wouldn't appear he, in the stand. He, yeah. He'd be like dead, dead. Gone. Yeah. yeah, they'd have to wish his ass back. So when you heard them not mention you, uh, Virginia mm-hmm. University, I was like, oh yeah, he's out there somewhere. We about to where you at, Virginia? You floating on some? Are you what you doing? How did that make you feel? Were you happy to see Virginia still around? I wanted him to. I wanted him to still be in the fight. Like he'd do it and be like. You know, crack his neck or something, and then be, get ready to power up and go. Or he need freezer at seventeen to give him power, so he can go back and get Topo. I wanted Vegeta to be done. I wanted him. You to, wanted him out. Yeah, okay. I mean, not because look at that nipple right there. <laughs> not because Vegeta ain't 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 raw. I want him to stay in the. I mean, I wanted him to defeat Topo, not in that form. Mm. Just because now, if he instantly gets his strength back, because that move should. A hundred percent, I guess ninety nine point nine percent. That should have killed him. And so, which, I mean, those are self destruction move. But which, like, the reason he survived is because they've got the God Aura now, which is different from their regular life and, and regular key. So we don't know how that works. I think Vegeta should have died because mm. in or or even if they wanted him to survive, even when you play the video games, every time he does his it, his health is low. Hell it's, yeah, it's not all it takes is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But is this where we're going to see, like, Frieza give him energy or 17, or are we going to see something? Because when we get to the previews... Something's going to have to happen. Yeah, Vegeta's looking blue again. So... And like I said, I just don't know... Topo shit was fucked up. Oh, and this was oh, a good on. part, this too. This is the best part right here. How pathetic. I expected more from you. Like, God damn. He said, Bitch. shut the fuck up. Yeah, I kicked his don't ass talk off to me. Of don't act like you my equal. Change, changed him from blue to black. Everybody's normal right now. Talking mad shit. What do you think he meant by not casting anything aside? Like, Jiren will not kill anybody. He's 100% justice. That's why he doesn't want to be the God of Destruction. His deal is to save his, like, his universe. Any crime in his universe, he's going to take care of. So he sacrificed having a life for justice. And then that motherfucker smiled and said, hey, check this out. Oh, yeah. And I think he Fuck. also made reference to Topo making that sacrifice to becoming God of Destruction mm-hmm. for this tournament. Mm-hmm. At last, Vegeta has defeated Topo on the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Super. Mm. How will they fight him? As hard as they can? That's all they can do. Goku's been in Kaioken Super Saiyan Blue how long now? Five episodes? Six episodes? Motherfucker's straining his whole... And where's Freeze at? We know he's not out. Where's <laughs> Freeze at? Where the fuck is Freeze that at? Is true. This shit has that got is me true. crazy. Okay, what is your prediction for the next episode? Honestly... Who's going? Who's I, going home? I don't know. I don't Ooh. know. I'm surprised Android 17 is still around. I think Android Dude. 17 probably should have gotten knocked off. With, I think Topo should have been able to knock off 17. Yeah. Uh, but you know it is what it is you know the story is still great it still keeps me waiting for next week um I, I'm, I'm just waiting to see how they're gonna do it man. i think somebody because said something about like frieza and 17 fusing to have or if anybody with 17 to have infinite energy i don't think that's gonna i think i think gogeta's coming at some point in time i mean i want gogeta to the come. issue that i'm having is that universe 7 it's not just universe 17 universe 7 has unlimited energy that is true. That's that's what we're clearly seeing right now. We see Goku and Vegeta able to constantly get stronger and stronger in a matter of seconds. It's no longer resting in the hyperbole or you know resting. Uh, here's a preview. But they didn't. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm, Jaren said, "Fuck all these." And your face, mm. face mush. 
See, but you just hear blue again. But we still don't see Frieza. Damn, everybody's got it. Oh, shit. The last person I saw like that was Bardock. <laughs> so. And then in too well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll be really surprised if. Uh, I think Frieza's going to make it. I'd be really surprised if Android 17 makes. Uh, I'd be really surprised if Android 17 makes this next episode. That's one thing. I'm thinking 17 is getting knocked out. If Frieza's hiding somewhere, plotting something, like some, because he's been training, there's something that he needs to do uh, that Goku and Vegeta are going to help him with. Or maybe it's all three of them are trying to help Frieza do something. Because, he, again, he was not in that last picture. He was not in the last he picture. He's not in the stands either. He's not in the stands. Um, I think, like I said, I think Frieza's going to hang around just being Frieza. Uh, Frieza's main agenda is Frieza, so at the end of the Man. day, it's, he's going to try to get what he get, what he came to get. But like I said, my whole philosophy is like I can't see Android Seventeen making it past um, two episodes tops, mm. tops, yeah, tops. Man. I'm 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 curious. My main thing I want to see next episode is I'm curious to see how Vegeta got his powers back. Everybody's curious to see how Vegeta got his powers back. Oh yeah, because, because Android and Universe Seven is infinite power. Like the only the only thing is like when they were training with Whis, they had breaks every now and then, but their training was strict to where they go right into the next deal, right into the next deal, right into the next deal. Man, so, if that's the case, then why didn't they just start out this whole fight? Boom, like that on top, running through everybody. again. Same thing with anybody. Why didn't they just clear? Like Jiren and Topo could have cleared the field. Bam, Universe Eleven would have won. Honestly, I think Jiren probably wanted to I, observe. He, yeah, I think he has a passion for fighting. Um, I think he has a strong passion for it. So I think that's why he mainly just was just observing them. Um, and then for something like this to even happen, I'm pretty sure he knew that some Universe 7 must have someone powerful for it, even all this tournaments even conspire. But anyways, great episode. It's beautiful. Those who are watching, listening, chime in. Let us know how you felt about the episode. You can also send comments, suggestions to Elijah Bailey. You can write us a review on iTunes, actually, and leave a comment there about episode 126 from Dragon Ball Super. We'll greatly appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Tell people where they can find you in Black and Studios. Black and Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you want to check us out on the gala when we go there at the end of this month, you can follow us on Snapchat at Black and Studios. And as you can see, this is the official Elijah Bailey show Facebook page. You guys can join, uh, show episodes. Uh, that's loading. We're not waiting for that to load. But everything is up here on the page. You can also follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram are both at Elijah Bailey Show. That's S-H-O. Uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of comments on the tweets we've been putting up. Uh, season 2 trailer for Westworld 2. Anything that is prevalent in pop culture dbz dbs anything is going to be up on the twitter page just go ahead and follow and be added to our millions of followers i wish it was millions. the millions <laughs> and millions uh instagram this is the pit this is the one you talk about yeah mm. i was really that was that picture did you like the dark luke the dark luke was cold and i like the cuphead mario mm, dude there's so much stuff that we're putting up just go ahead and check it out we have cosplay podcast of the week stanley issues how they did that uh, tribute to frieza from the Frieza saga. Uh, you can find anything up here on the page that's prevalent to the show that we talk about as far as pop culture, anime, manga, all that stuff. And and just like the bucket he said, here's the iTunes. You can go there, subscribe, rate, and review. You can get all 113 episodes. So for Twitch, you guys get to see the last two episodes for the, over the course of two weeks. 
because uh, that's as long as Twitch will keep them there. So if you want to listen to the previous podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, or hit us up on our other page, Podbeam, which is another official host of the Elijah Bailey Show. We do appreciate everybody that follows, everybody that downloads, that shares uh, links to the show. Here on Podbeam, you can click on any of the hyperlinks, and it'll take you to our official uh, Ripped Apparel uh so that way you can purchase your shirt with your discount. Just use promo code Elijah Bailey show. You can go to our Patreon page. Uh, you can even follow the podcast of the week, cosplay of the week, or you can be taken to watch anime of the month or manga of the month. So make sure to stay after the show so you can hear what our cosplay and podcast are going to be this week. And also to get some details on anime and manga of the month. Is there anything else that you need to say, sir? Uh, no. Oh, here it is, folks. Patreon, a dollar. Look at that. That's the price of the dollar. I, I bid one one dollar, Bob. One dollar <laughs> a month helps this show out immensely. Yes, it does. Uh, before we go, we have a giveaway. There's going to be oh, a giveaway. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you forgot about the giveaway. We're giving away because Avengers Affinity War, uh, the trailer. Did we talk about that? Mm. Let's go ahead and talk about it. No, we didn't talk uh, about it. Yeah, we're going to pull up the trailer so you guys can watch, and we're going to the talk about just a bit but iron man was the very first movie in the marvel cinematic universe that started it all so we're giving away a copy of iron man and also an issue of ant-man so if you haven't read any ant-man comics here's one for you um and once we watch the infinity wars trailer which we're going to do now i'll go ahead and give you the details on how you guys can win very simple very easy let's go ahead and pull it up here it is Marvel's Infinity Wars 32nd spot at the Super Bowl. There's Thor without the eye. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Cap is Nomad with a blonde. Uh, Black Widow, Prince T'Challa, Groot. Everybody that you've seen over the last several years, Doctor Strange and Iron Man, the the, the goatee boys, <laughs> all running towards this battle. And then Thanos right there has that scar on his face. From Captain America's uh, new shield. So if uh, what we'll do is oh, we'll have to the uh, the the stuff from Black uh, Panthers. Yeah, um, the right. vibranium. Vibranium. That's which, what it's called. Which his original shield had vibranium in it, but that's a hundred percent vibranium shield. So it can absorb shock. It can reapply that shock in different ways, which we'll see February sixteenth in Black Panther. So the only thing that you have to do: go subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. In your review, tell us which of the Marvel movies was your favorite, and then if Ant Man is not your favorite comic book character, give us a comic book character um, that is your favorite. It doesn't have to be a superhero; it could be a villain. You can only win one of these so don't put oh well i loved hulk uh the incredible hulk and my favorite comic book character is the joker you can pick one <laughs> that you want because we want to spread the love there's going to be more things funko pops video games giveaways like that but again who's your favorite comic book character wins you a copy of iron man the very first movie that started off the marvel cinematic universe and then tell us who your favorite comic book character is and or actually for Iron Man is tell us which one is your favorite Marvel movie and then for the comic book who's your favorite comic book character is to win a copy of Ant-Man man a great show today episode 126 was phenomenal we thank you guys for tuning in and being part of this but as always I am the great Elijah 5000 and with me is my friend that sits right across on his phone Hello, the Bucky. And with Hello, that, we'll catch your ass Hello. in the next podcast.
Thank you for downloading this episode. Here on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. Hey, what's up? Thank you guys for tuning in for the show. This has been episode 113 of the Elijah Bailey Show. I'm Elijah 5000, here to bring you everything that you want and you need to know. Now it's time for podcast and cosplay of the week, followed by anime and manga of the month. Podcast of the week is Trap Nation Radio, which you can find on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Trap Nation is a is YouTube's number one channel for unique and diverse taste of trap music. Founder and curator Andre Benz hosts Trap Nation Radio weekly for one hour, exposing the finest talent the industry has to offer. Tune in for exclusive music, guest mixes, fun facts about artists, throwbacks, and a weekly top five countdown to get in and see what's going on in trap music produced by The Noise House. Cosplay of the week is at the Smoke 007. That's at T H E S M O K E O O 7. This man has done thousands upon thousands of cosplay from Black Panther to Thanos, Batman, Spawn, Blue Falcon, Pennywise the Clown, Destro, and many, many more. Find him on Instagram. Make sure to let him know the Elijah Bailey Show sent you to show him a little bit of love. Anime of the month is Kill a Kill. Girl, her father dies, leaves her half a pair of a giant piece of scissors. All she's wearing is a school uniform. And what is her deal? Vengeance. She is the Batman of anime. You have to check it out. Remember, all the hyperlinks that are in the description will take you directly to podcasts or cosplay of the week or anime and manga of the month. So you can watch or read these anime, these manga legally. And manga of the month is Golgo 13. Follow Duke Togo as he assassinates all of his targets and never gets caught no matter what the situation is no matter if he's sitting in the police station they cannot pin this guy on any of the raps again my name is elijah 5000 thank you for joining us for this latest episode of the elijah bailey show and i will catch your ass in the next podcast